This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady. Number two. This is Lock and Load. Joining me now from Shooting News Weekly is editor Dan Zimmerman. So I, I don't get to call you editor in chief on this one, right? Um, technically, I think I'm just editor. Okay, it well, all works. With that. Still, it impresses me altogether. So. I'm Let's talk about this. That uh, you've got a you've got an article up that uh, just came out. Uh, let's see. Yeah, on the 13th. And the the title of it is this is the financial disaster Wayne Pierre is, Wayne LaPierre is leaving at the NRA. Tell me about this. Yeah, um well as your listeners probably know, the NRA is on trial in New York as we speak, um off for the weekend and MLK day tomorrow, but they'll be back uh in session on Tuesday. And um Wayne LaPierre announced his resignation uh, before the trial started, allegedly due to health concerns. Um, but um, the bigger problem, uh, of course, is the financial state of the NRA um, and the condition in which he leaves it as he exits um, in, in uh, shame and uh, um Ignominy here. Um, a a uh, professor from Ohio State University, Brian Middendorf, took a look at the NRA um, and where they are, where they were back in 2017, where they are today, and it's not a pretty picture, um, as most of us expected. Um, they have greatly cut back on their core mission um, expenditures and programs um, and up until they, they, they went in all in on the 2016 election and, and threw a ton of money at that um, and then as uh, in 2019 as a lot of these scandals um, came to light involving LaPierre, um, other uh, officers of the organization, and uh, some board members. Um, the NRA started slashing its programs and shifting the money it had uh, to pay its attorney. And um, at the same time, membership started to decline pretty significantly. Um, nobody seems to have firm a firm handle on that number, but it seems to have dropped by a good 20%, maybe even more, maybe, maybe as much as 25% um, since, uh, since 
since all the scandals have come to light. Um, for instance, education and training back in 2017, they spent $8 million. Now they're spending three. Field services, I'm not sure what that what constitutes field services. That's gone from $12 million to $1 million. Uh, recreational shooting programs have gone from seven to five, not quite as bad there. But the, the, the real problem here is their, their overall spending on programs has gone from $176 million, and I know listening to numbers on the radio isn't great, but $176 million down to 73 And their administrative and legal expenses have gone from $4 million to $44 million. <laughs> um, That's all Brewer so, and Company, isn't it? Exactly. So Mr. Brewer is getting very wealthy, um, draining the NRA of its... Uh, it's available fund um, while NRA members are getting less and less for the membership dollar. And this is all, of course, due to the mismanagement, misfeasance, malfeasance, nonfeasance of Wayne LaPierre and the rest of NRA management. Well, I guess they're going to, so, um, it's going to be a bit of a journey for them, isn't it? It's going to get it's going to be ugly, um, because as uh, Professor Mittenberg writes here, um, it's starting to look like a sort of a death spiral, um, where where they start using these funds for you know legal expenses and, and you know per, basically legal self-defense, the membership gets fewer services. Therefore, the number of members drops, which means funds, uh, the the organization gets less funds in uh, um, dues and um, uh, donations. And that means the organization has still less money to spend on member services. And that probably will then result in fewer members and there you go. And that's all before any result of this current trial. Um, and if they lose most likely the appointment of some sort of a special master to run the organization to purge the officers and the board members and reconstitute the whole operation. Um, which won't be good for membership either. A lot of people aren't going to want to join the NRA members when it's under court-appointed management. So, yeah, that's just not a good picture for people who are members of and care about what the NRA does and is supposed to be doing. Right. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. Well, and as of right now, we, we know of nothing about what they intend to do to try to get back on a better path, do we? No, that'll all depend on the outcome of the trial, uh, which we won't know for weeks now. Um, literally the first, first uh, couple of uh, witnesses uh, started to be heard at the end of last week, and it's all going to continue now for quite a while um, 
possible that uh, Wayne LaPierre could be on the stand as early as this week. Um, and then again, it'll all depend on the outcome of the trial and uh, if the you NRA know, loses, what the judge decides is a reasonable way to fix this nonprofit under New York state laws. Any chance that uh, Wayne LaPierre will face any sort of punitive damages or anything? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that um, the obviously the he's named as a defendant in, in, the, in the civil fraud suit. Um, he is going to be subject to possible orders, um, uh, clawbacks, uh, trying to extract money that the court finds that he took from the NRA against the association's rules and procedures and policies. Um, so, yes, he's absolutely subject to having some of that money, who knows how much, um, pulled back and restored to the association. Um, the judge could absolutely order that kind of thing. Now, I know you mentioned something uh, to go along with this, uh, and uh, I, I do want to talk about that, but we're coming up on the first break. Shootingnewsweekly.com, a new website, not even a month old yet, actually went live 10 days ago, already making waves, as far as I'm concerned, already assuming the mantle of what I consider to be the, the edge of breaking news when it comes to the gun culture. We'll be right back talking to Dan Zimmerman this is lock and load At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Fusing the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unique. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. Operate. At Staccato, we know there's no such thing as a fair fight, and we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform. Dominate. At Staccato, we know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom. Win. We want you to enter that objective confident that you are carrying the best gun in the gunfight. No compromise. No sacrifice. Staccato2011.com. Stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. 
The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100, shopsupertea.com. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. And welcome back. This is Lock and Low talking to Dan Zimmerman from Shooting News Weekly. And I, I know you'd said there was something that was going to come out in relation to that. Do you want to talk about that now? Well, yeah, as I said, um, uh, there's a couple of um, witnesses have already been called and start began to testify. Uh, there's an expert in New York state law as it applies to nonprofits. And he talked about how uh, nonprofits are held to a much higher standard than for-profit operations in terms of their expenditures, and everything has to be consistent with the mission of the nonprofit. Um, and then they called former treasurer and CFO Woody Phillips. Um, uh, he was treasurer from '92 to 2018, um, and um, the prosecution um, got him to admit to steering a large contract, I think it was about $1.4 million contract to his girlfriend. Um, 
uh, and I think she provided telephone marketing services or something like that. So when you get those phone calls from the NRA, I think that was her operation that was doing the work back then. Um, uh, he also, you know, worked out a consulting contract uh, under which he'd be paid after he, after he left the NRA and who knows how much. So, you know, while all the attention and everything goes to, uh, is directed at LaPierre because of the, the big, big dollar items like uh, private planes and the suits and the security and the travel and all that kind of thing, the, the vacation, um, uh, which the New York Attorney General claims uh, um, that, that all added up to a loan to about $11 million. Um, he wasn't the only one. Um, that was, it seemed to be a, a, a pretty common practice among the officer level people at the NRA. Um, what's worse is that Phillips, Phillips was the one who apparently, allegedly, worked out the deal with Ackerman Queen to launder all these expenses through ACMAC. Uh, <laughs> so that all of this stuff... That you you mean all that money wasn't going to uh, NRA TV? <laughs> NRA TV? No, somehow not. Um, no, well, yeah, what happened, again, for, for, for your listeners' gratification... Um, all these expenses and things that were being being uh, bought and paid for outside of the policies and approval of the NRA, um, that was that all went on, onto a credit card that was held by Ackerman McQueen, and then Ackerman McQueen would be reimbursed for all that by billing that as marketing expenses to the NRA with little or no detail, um, and when. Some, somebody like um, former president um, Oliver North asked for detail and tried to find out what was going on in there. That's when he was asked to find other employment. Um, so yeah, they were they were laundering all these expenses through Ackerman McQueen, um, and uh, that was a deal that was apparently uh, dreamed up and, and worked out with Ackmac by former CFO Phillips. Right. Hmm. <laughs> so it was quite an above board operation. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. You know, I tried to get, I tried to get on board with Ackerman McQueen. I, I couldn't under, I, I just couldn't understand. I, I was like trying to, I really was trying to figure out why NRA TV was such a big thing, but it, then you go to the NRA show and you see the trappings of what they have. And I mean, while uh, if you looked at the Ackerman McQueen setup, you'd say, oh, well, they, 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 they get a lot of money coming into him. They didn't that didn't show all of that money. I mean, it was a, it was a fine setup and everything. I just want to get on board with them just because it seemed like they had such a well put together operation. Well, they did have a well put together operation. It was very professional, but uh, nobody was watching. Was, nobody was watching. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody was paying any attention. No. Wasn't getting any traction anywhere. Nobody and was watching. As a result, the NRA didn't get any bang for its buck, and there were, uh, that was a very big buck too. Yeah. Well, I not to mention forty-two. Was it forty-two million a year? 
Uh, it was something like, I don't remember the exact number, but that sounds, that rings a bell. Yeah, I, that for, I, I don't know why that particular number was in all my head, too. High profile talking heads, you know, a significant amount of money, you know, you know to do the work. You know, those people, of course, they, they didn't do anything wrong. They were doing the work, they were doing exactly what they were paid to do. Right. People like Dana Lash and Colleen Noir and. Finchfield and all those, all those other people, um, you know, they were doing exactly what they were paid to do and producing content. The trouble was nobody was consuming it, but very few people were. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that well. I mean, there was a time there wasn't so Dana Lash when she was a spokesperson for gun not gun, for NRA. She was a Ackerman McQueen employee. Yeah, I believe all those people. As was all Oliver North. Yeah. Uh, correct. Correct. That was a thing. Without a doubt, that was a thing. That was a... I, I never understood that. I when, when I heard that, and that was in 2019. That's when it really all started to fall apart, wasn't it? Yeah, it was right at the 2019 NRA show. And there was, I was at the annual meeting because we heard what was what was going on, and you know there was the big long table with all the officers uh, and everybody there, and there was a spot there for for North, and he was not there, and uh, it all blew up in the in the in a couple of days before that. He issued, I remember, he issued a, an open letter, I think, right, describing what his to the membership, describing what his concerns were, and I tried to get information and couldn't. Um, and he was um, trashed by NRA management as not being everything he said he was. It, it was a whole mess. So, I think we, by now we all know who was on the right side of that. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway. Anyway, interest, this is an interesting time to be observing this. So I, I guess this is going to be a marathon as they try to emerge on the other side of this. And I hope they do, but it's going to, it's going to be a bit of an ordeal, isn't it? It's going to be very much an ordeal. And yeah, I mean, those of us who care about gun rights in this country appreciate the value of a strong and effective and... Um, and, and forceful NRA that is a voice for gun owners and gun rights in this country. Gotcha. Um, but that hasn't been the case now for years, thanks to all this. Um, and we're, we can only hope that that's what emerges on the other side after all. There you go. Done. Hang on for me, if you will. We'll be right back talking to Dan Zimmerman. This is Lock and Load. Darren Tactical Innovations is the ultimate one-stop shop for all your competition, law enforcement, and military needs. Home of the weapons of WIC. Now featuring the new Pit Viper, Terran is the one who trained the one, and he is Hollywood's go-to for taking the weapons and training to the next level. His legacy of championship wins, spanning across decades, is due to his uncompromising dedication to perfection. These innovations are now offered to you at TerranTactical.com. 
At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. We're less than 24 hours away now from the New Hampshire primary. Former President Trump is facing a surging Nikki Haley even while remaining ahead in the polls. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race yesterday and endorsed Trump. I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. President Biden's not on the ballot after a dispute within the party over the date of the New Hampshire primary, but Biden's main challenger, Minnesota Democratic Representative Dean Phillips, is. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum is announcing that he will not be seeking a third term at the head of his state. Part of it's family. Uh, it's a... You know, we've got three, you know, people I say you got three adult kids. The Republican just ended his bid for the White House in the last few weeks. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Welcome back. This is Lock and Load. I'm talking to Dan Zimmerman from Shooting News Weekly. And um, 
they've come out with a interesting uh, they're referring to some of the Democrats are referring to um, training as private paramilitary activity. <laughs> Tell me about this. Yeah, two of the usual suspects in uh, Congress, Ed Markey from uh, Massachusetts and Jamie Raskin, uh, who I believe is from Maryland, uh, took the opportunity of January 6th, which is now a high holy day for the Democrat Party, um, to draft a, a new bill which would outlaw what they call, as you say, private paramilitary activity. It's called the Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity Act. Um, and what is it? it is worded and structured in such a way that it is pretty vague. Uh, basically, um, any act, any organized activity, they, they, they couch this under the desire to, um, to prevent malicious, you know, the development of malicious in this country. And, uh, uh, who would, uh, who would of course be only be interested in violently overthrowing the, the U S government. Um, the practical effect of this is, um, people who, and prosecutors, um, who aren't fans of gun owners, um, I'm not an attorney, I've just read the, some of the language here, and it, it's vague enough that it could be considered to outlaw pretty much any kind of military, or, I'm sorry, not military, any kind of training um, that a prosecutor doesn't like. So if you take we point out here to take a, a carving class at Gunsight Academy. Uh, you know, I mean, that's guys running around with ARs and shooting a target. Um, that's probably something that idiots like Marky and Raskin would consider private paramilitary activity. <laughs> you and I would consider it a fun week in the Arizona desert. Nice weekend. Yeah, um, yeah I've done it before, and it's great. Um, uh, and I have no intent of overturning the uh, overthrowing the, the u.s government um this thing has virtually no chance of passing certainly not in an election year um so i'm not particularly worried about it but you know depending how the election goes whether the Republicans can hold the house whether they can take the senate who knows what's going to happen the white house you, you, you never know it, you've got to keep your eye on things like this and as Jennifer Sunspot points out, um, the Second Amendment was written to as a bulwark against tyranny as well, primarily as a bulwark against tyranny. Um, so if she, you know, she says, you know, so it, 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 let's, let's say that, um, oh, I don't know, let's say let's say we're, we're, we find ourselves in a war and a president. Uh, decides that everyone of Asian descent should be uh, rounded up and put in a concentration camp. Not that anything like that would ever happen in this country. Yeah. Let's say that those people decided that that's tyrannical and they were going to fight back against that. Um, under a, a law like this, they wouldn't be able to organize, they wouldn't be able to train um, and to defend themselves, and, um, and they would uh, they would be in violation of this law. 
So anyway, it, it, it's a mess. Um, anti-gun people in Congress love to um, write this kind of stuff and issue press releases, which, of course, both senators. Is it all about uh, the optics? Do they know that? Yeah, they, I mean, do they realize that there's just no way that would ever pass? So they do it for the optics for re-election or oh, something. That's, that's what most of this is. Of course, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe they they hope that they get a useful idiot like a John Cornyn or somebody like that to sign on with them. Yeah, um, and, and then they can claim that it's got bipartisan support. Um, then these things become more dangerous because they have more a more realistic chance of becoming law. Uh, but hopefully even a moron like John Cornyn um, w- wouldn't sign on to something like this. Uh, although I have no no confidence in that at all, uh, given, given his support for uh, the recent gun control legislation. So how much of a chance, do, I mean, does this have any chance at all? I, I don't think so. Certainly not in 2024. Um, you know, my guess is that that's not going to happen. Um, and you know, and then who knows if they'll reintroduce it in the next Congress after the 2024 election? We shall see. But you know, again, this is this was post January 6th anniversary grandstanding, right? Um, uh, you know, Markey's press release was uh, entitled "Following January 6th Anniversary." Senator Markey and Congressman Raskin introduced legislation to stop private paramilitary activity. Oh my gosh, private paramilitary! In other words, training, shooting guns at a range or yeah. in the woods, yeah, yeah, not having fun. <laughs> I, I, so does that mean that the uh, that the uh, law enforcement can't do that either? Oh, no, that of course is, that there's of course a carve out for uh, the military and for law enforcement, as there always is in these things. Of course, of course, of course. I, you know, the only thing is, I don't see anything like that passing, except in the states that already have stuff like that. I only see the blue states getting bluer, and I don't see any of the other states converting. Because of what's no, happening I, to the blue states, I agree. I mean, there's absolutely a bifurcation of the states going on in this country it has been for a long time, and a lot of people voting with their feet. So the blue areas get blue, or the red areas get red. Well, in any event, I I, I, I saw that, and I was just uh, shouldn't. Uh, wouldn't it be great if they passed a law in either the House or the Senate that they could not propose a law that went against the Constitution? Wouldn't that be a good thing? Of course, they, 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 that would all be semantics, and they would work their way around it, wouldn't they? Exactly. You get it right on that. That's exactly what that would be. I don't know what they expect. I mean, with, with with some of the stuff that they're trying to push and some of the things they want to see happen, given what's happened in Ukraine and Israel and what we see in the blue cities and all this other stuff. And have you seen that? that I can't remember this female's name, but she's a former North Korean uh, who has who got here. And they asked her about guns. And she said, yes, I wish we had guns in North Korea because they can in North Korea. They can walk in there into your house and they're going to be looking for the pictures of, you know, my dear leader. And if there's mm-hmm. dust on the picture frame, they can arrest you. 
<laughs> yeah, take you to jail. Take you to jail. Yeah. For disrespect to North Korea, they yeah. can arrest you for anything they darn well please. Yes. And uh, she said, you know, if, if they're going to come there and we're all going to die anyway, at least we could make it cost them something. But as it is right now, that it costs them nothing, and they do whatever they want. I mean, some of the stuff she talked about in North Korea, if they execute you, uh, most of the time they'll let the dog. They execute you so severely that there's nothing left of you but dog food, and they have dogs come and take care of that. Craziest uh, thing I've ever heard in my life. Anyway, family customs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shooting News Weekly, brand new, brand new website, ten days old. And uh, they are already they are already taking the spot for where I go for the late breaking news when it comes to the gun culture. Dan, of course, is the editor there. Um, I would have to say that so far the future looks bright. I think you guys have done a splendid job with this. It looks it looks like the old soul that it is with all of the uh, all the people you've got working on it. So that's a good thing. When we get back, we did have one important victory especially given the background of a few things. This is Lock and Load. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at teamg'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at teamgaday.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. Teamgaday.com. Teamgaday.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for youth. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals into your body. And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. 
People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Who listens to radio at night? EMTs, truck drivers, law enforcement, and many other hardworking people just like you, buying products and services from companies just like yours. Many companies owe their success to radio. It's the engaging medium. Call 877-996-4327 or email advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. And welcome back. This is Lock and Low talking to Dan Zimmerman from the truthaboutguns.com. You're going to SHOT Show, aren't you? I absolutely am. So this time next week, you will you be at SHOT Show? or I will be there. I'm flying uh, there on Saturday. Will you be available on that day? On Monday? On Sunday. On Sunday? Yeah. Uh, no, I have been going to he had an event on something. Gotcha. I needed to know that. So anyway, we had a uh, we had a collateral damage point for for the gun grabbers fall the other day due to the Bruin decision. Tell me about this. Yeah, it's another one, and it's a pretty significant one, and it's one a lot of people don't realize um, is a problem. Though. Most federal facilities are designated gun free zones, and the one that most people. Uh, frequent most often is United States post offices. Um, seems that the, a post office employee who apparently had to go out to his truck across a big um, parking lot at night, it's dark um, uh, in Florida, um, and has a Florida concealed carry permit, carried a firearm because he's worried about his safety. Now, he probably knew that that was illegal, but he did it anyway because he was worried about his own safety. Um, postal inspectors found out and arrested him. Um, however, Friday, U.S. Uh, District Judge Catherine Mizell um, ruled that that is unconstitutional and a violation of the Second Amendment rights. Um, thanks, of course, to the Bruin decision. Uh, she wrote that possessing a firearm at a federal facility is an activity that falls within the plain text of the Second Amendment. Thus, the United States must show that a ban on firearms 
in ordinary post offices is consistent with our nation's founding era tradition. Founding era tradition of firearms regulation. That, of course, is what the Bruin decision says. Got to be, every gun control law has to be consistent with the text, history, and tradition of firearms law in this country. Um, finally, she wrote the Supreme Court has been clear: the government must point to historical principles that were permitted to prohibit firearms possession in post offices. The United States fails to meet that burden. Thus, I dismiss the charge because it violates Mr. Ayala's Second Amendment right to bear arms. There you go. Um, that's a big deal. Uh, the DOJ will, no doubt, appeal this. Um, they will ask for some sort of injunction or something like that. Uh, I don't believe she uh, she did not. All she did was dismiss the charges against Ayala. Um, so there's no order preventing people from enforcing a ban on carrying in the United States Post. I'm not sure what the next steps are. Again, I'm no lawyer, but, um, my guess is that the DOJ is going to appeal her ruling, uh, to a higher court because they're not going to want United States Post offices, um, um, as places where people are allowed to carry firearms. Uh, why? I'm not sure. Well, of course we know. Um, uh, but if we can knock that down, that would be a very big win for gun owners in this country. Right. Because it would probably apply not only to post offices, but to a lot of other federal facilities, too. If you have an office, if you have a meeting or an appointment with um uh, Social Security Administration, have a question about your Social Security benefits, can't carry in there. If you have a, need to go and see, God forbid, the IRS, want to go talk to the, their local office, you can't carry there. So all of these federal offices uh, where the public has business on a regular basis should be um, places where the Second Amendment fully applies now. Will that be extended to courthouses? Probably not. Will it be extended to um, other so-called sensitive places? That's going to be have to be adjudicated over time. Of, uh, what 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 is going to be off limits and what isn't? But I, my guess is that the average Joe will be able to carry a gun in federal offices. Most federal offices, once this is all, um, once this is all going through the courts and uh, all said and done, it's very good news. Hmm. Now, was has that always been that way, or did that start when everybody st- we started having these guys that were postal workers going in there and uh, going postal, as they would say? I, I think that probably predates that. I don't know because that was what back. Going postal was a thing back in the eighties, and that was before I paid attention to, to gun laws in this country. So I, I'm not sure myself. My guess is that it's always been that way, but I'm not sure why not. The inception of that really happened. Well, I mean, the, the thing about this, uh, you know, when, like in my area where I live, it's shall issue, right? And if you go into a place like that where they have a uh, where they have a, gun, a carrying a gun, the prohibition, then you then you got to roll the dice. And leave your gun in the car, which yep. lots of cars get broken into. 
and you get your gun lifted. And uh, then your gun is out there, and it now falls into the black market. And, uh, I mean, I certainly don't want that, not just from the standpoint of losing it materially, but just from the idea of it being used in a crime. I, I don't want that. And, uh, Correct. you know, that's that's the part where uh, I, I look at those things, and that's just a dumb rule. It is a dumb rule, and it makes it dangerous because it makes people uh, – it makes people handle their firearms more. You know, right. If you have to unholster and put it in your center console and then reholster, every time you handle your firearms, chance for a negligent discharge. Um, another thing that people don't realize is they, that they assume that when they drive out of the post, post office parking lot, um, they're okay to leave the gun in their car uh, and then go in and uh, put it back in their holster when they come out. Technically, they're breaking the law. They're breaking federal law as soon as they drive onto the post office parking lot. That's postal service property, and that is a gun-free zone just as much as the inside of the post office. Uh, I don't know that the postal service has prosecuted people that way in the past. Um, I guess that they probably haven't, but technically, they could. Well. I think that's a good idea to have. Although, uh, do we know? Um, do we know anything about how often crimes are committed at post offices? Uh, I don't. You could certainly, could certainly Google that. I know it happens relatively frequently anywhere that, where the public is. Um, the public is involved. Uh, you're going to get crimes. Um, I don't think a lot of people rob post offices, but. You know, things happen. All, you know, uh, like you said, cars broken into. Uh, I don't have those statistics. So. Those were the days. Those were the days where you know when. Uh, as a matter of fact, in England, one of the things that they break into the most are post offices because, and I think that has to do more with the cash that was available in a post office at the time. I don't know what it's like now. But those were the days when, uh, you know, <laughs> those kinds of things. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to put some of that stuff that goes, but it, it's nice that they've lifted that. Now, all they got to do is just uh, the next thing I want to see is I want to see them get out there and I'd like to see them make a private business if they make their business a gun-free zone to where they have to assume liability if something bad happens inside their gun-free zone. I'd love to see that too. Yeah. Just to be clear for your, for your listeners, don't walk into your post office tomorrow with a handgun and expect that that's okay now. The post office hasn't changed their policies right. and that judge's ruling only applied to the defendant in this case. All she did is drop the charges against it. Right. I'm sure there's going to be more more court cases and follow-up that will have wider application, but uh, nothing has changed nationwide gotcha. yet. Gotcha. All right. Well, pay attention to that. That matters. That does matter. Um, so we won't be talking to Dan next week, but we will get a after-action report. Will you be back on the following weekend? Okay, so we'll get an after-action review about uh, about SHOT Show and what you saw of SHOT Show and what you think of SHOT Show. So thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, sir. Yes, sir. Shootingnewsweekly.com. 
breaking news at your fingertips. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality, built American-made products for 45-plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American-made leather and kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment. We perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. 